The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com I'm Neil Zacharias, and you're listening to Eat for the Planet. On this show, we try to answer the question, how can we eat in a way that nourishes us without starving the planet? The show features conversations with food industry leaders, health and sustainability experts, as well as entrepreneurs and creative minds who are redefining the future of food. When going on a hike or a long bike ride, chances are grabbing a cliff bar to accompany you on the journey is a must. While there are hundreds of protein-packed energy bars on the market, Cliff Bar has risen to be one of the most beloved partly because of my guest on today's show, Cheryl O'Loughlin. Cheryl is a successful entrepreneur and businesswoman who served as the CEO of Cliff Bar, co-founded Plum Organics, a baby food company that Campbell Soup bought for $250 million, and acted as the executive director at the Center of Entrepreneurial Studies at the Stanford Graduate School of Business. She's also the author of Killing It, an entrepreneur's guide to keeping your head without losing your heart. If you haven't caught on by now, Cheryl is a rather unstoppable force. She most recently came on as the CEO for Rebel, a functional super herb beverage company that makes drinks with adaptogenic ingredients, such as ashwagandha and reishi mushrooms. In this far-ranging and fascinating conversation, Cheryl and I dive into why she decided to jump in head-on as the CEO of Rebel. Not only does she get into the evolution of the functional beverage space, but she also discusses the importance of clean ingredients and the power of adaptogens. She also gets into the founding cause behind Rebel and the company's mission to raise awareness and funds for efforts to end human trafficking. We also get into her life experiences as a serial entrepreneur and discuss how she has been able to deal with setbacks and tragedies in both life and business. She shares some key lessons she learned throughout her own journey, like why entrepreneurship is like running a marathon. If you want to learn more about how to maintain a sustainable life balance in business and how to measure the impact of purpose-driven businesses, this episode is a must-listen. I'm here with Cheryl O'Loughlin from Rebel. Cheryl, thank you so much for joining us on the Eat for the Planet podcast. Oh, my God, it's my pleasure. Thank you so much for inviting me. So, Cheryl, you're an experienced food entrepreneur and leader, and uh, you've had quite an interesting journey, and you've got the battle scars uh, to, to prove it. Uh, in fact, yeah, 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 ain't that the truth? <laughs> in fact, your personal life and your, your kind of entrepreneurial past has had its ups and downs. Um, yep. And I kind of wanted to start from there because I'm not sure if you recall, but last year 
when we were first introduced, we were supposed to meet in person in uh, California, and we couldn't because um, you you sent me an email saying that you had just lost your house, your car, and all your belongings in the Northern California fires. Um, and I, I remember this really clearly because your emails to me said, uh, I know it's just stuff, but it's taking up a lot of my time. And I found that very interesting because normally people <laughs> wouldn't, um, you know, I was surprised you even responded to me, but you did. And that was your response, which was, um, which was really interesting. So I want to start off with, uh, you know, how did you deal with that setback? Uh, I know it's the recent in, uh, in a long list of them. Um, and, and kind of what is your approach to, to dealing with things like that, that seem to happen in life? Yeah, you know, it, yeah, it was definitely a strange experience waking up thinking, oh, you know, there's some fire a couple of miles away and we'll just go and, you know, be away from the house because they're evacuating and we'll just come back the next day. And it will literally, I took, I think my computer, I didn't even take my computer. I took my phone and a phone charger. That was about it. My son was the smarter one. My 16-year-old at the time, because he took a little bit uh, uh, more clothes than I did, considering I just had a sweatshirt and shorts on. <laughs> so wow. it was it was not what we expected. And to all of a sudden be faced with, oh, my God, literally our house is gone, which we didn't even know for four days because they couldn't tell us and they wouldn't let us into the neighborhood. Um, and after that, really the whole hill that we lived lived on was basically gone half of it disappeared and so yeah it was definitely a very strange experience but it's it's so interesting because we have gone through so many challenges over time and you know i've got the years behind me i think because of it everybody goes through ups and downs throughout their life and we've gone through enough where we just took a breath and said, okay, it's just another thing. Step <laughs> by step. That's what we've learned through some of the really hard stuff is take one step. Don't think too much further ahead. Take another step. And when, and, and when I'm talking that, about that, I mean, take a moment, take a minute, then get through the next minute, then get through the next couple hours, then get through the next days. So it's, it's when you look too far ahead in the future, when you go through something tragic, you start to create disaster scenarios. Hmm. And we knew we, we could figure it out. Somehow we will figure it out. And that's what we did. And we finally got past it. Yeah. You know what I find really fascinating about your backstory and your days at, uh, you know, Plum Organics, your time there. Uh, and before that cliff bar with all the success that you had over there is that your sort of entrepreneurship journey became your personal journey of struggle in some ways. Um, what do you think you've kind of learned the most uh, about yourself as part of this journey? Because when you become a, when someone starts a company or as a CEO of a company, you pretty much sort of um, wear that as who you are. Um, and when that, you know, goes through ups and downs, you feel like you personally are going through ups and downs. And in some case, that that is what happens. And in your case, that's undoubtedly what happened. Your personal life got very intertwined with the struggles you were facing in your professional life. 
coming out of all of that now, looking back, um, and in the role that you're now, again, in, in, in the middle of it in Rebel right now, what do you think you know about yourself now versus you maybe even six or seven years ago? Yeah, well, <laughs> going on this journey has been, over these years, has been so helpful for me in terms of grounding myself at Rebel. And my experience with Rebel now is pure joy, but that was going through some hard learnings to get there. And what I definitely confused was my self-worth with the company worth. And as anyone knows, as you're going into a startup, and for those who aspiring entrepreneurs who haven't experienced it yet, there are so many ups and downs, and it's very easy to get wrapped up in each one of those because it feels so much like you. So if, for example, you see a, a consumer actually using your product on the street, I, I saw a baby eating a, a plum product and I blew me away. I just didn't even expect it. And it was like such a great high. But then there's so many moments where things can like within hours can go down the other side a manufacturing problem, a retailer you thought was going to take you on and you were counting on that volume decides not to order you at the last minute. And so you go to extreme lows. And so especially you're going from these real high highs to these real low lows. And it it just, it it takes over who you are and you start to lose yourself in it. And I, and I did that. I lost myself in each moment and it really to the point where it completely burned me out and I ended up actually developing anorexia as a result of it because I was trying so badly to control things. And that was the one thing I realized I could control was my weight. So it, it's part, part of this adventure is really understanding that they are not equated. And what I learned at the end of the day is no matter what, I'm still a mom. I'm still a wife of a loving husband. I have wonderful friends. I have, you know, my enthusiasm and passion that I take with me to everything I do. And yes, I'm a CEO of a company, I'm an entrepreneur, but that's only part of me. And really now understanding the difference, I think I'm able to so much more bring who I am in a very pure way back to the company and it feeds on itself. Yeah. I mean, that can be a very challenging thing for most people is to think of yourself separate from what it is that you do, especially when you have passion for what it is that you do and you basically, um, created from scratch so the thing that you do is very much um intertwined with who you identify as a person and it can all get pretty challenging one of the things i've i know you used to used to run do you still run marathons yeah man you know <laughs> what <laughs> it was about right when the time of the fire and i was using running to help you know help kind of get me through those moments and I got an injury, and ever since then, I haven't really been able to run, which is kind of a bummer. So I found other sports 
<laughs> the reason I ask that because I've heard you once compare um, the adventure of entrepreneurship with um, running marathons and not in the cliched sense that, you know, building a business is a marathon, not a sprint. We've all kind of heard that, uh, but more from a standpoint. And I don't think I've ever heard someone describe it this way, where you said that the reason, you know, business and entrepreneurship is a lot like marathons is because you didn't run marathons to win them. You firstly right. like running and you enjoy it, but the marathon you knew involved uh, a lot of pain and it involved pushing through that pain and then experiencing the joy of being able to overcome that pain and then reach the finish line. And you compared that to be very much like the adventure of entrepreneurship and why you still do it, knowing that it involves the pain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, it's um it definitely is like a marathon. It, it and I you know, it just brings me back even you bringing it up to those moments where I just thought in a marathon and in business where I just couldn't go on anymore. I just didn't know how I would get to the next day. And that's where this all as you asked me in the beginning, this step by step really comes into play is breaking through that wall. That's what you have to do in a marathon. You're going to run up against it, but just getting through to the other side. And, you know, I, I've gone back to it again because what I've really been able to embrace is the joy that I'm getting out of it instead of being so knocked down by the hard parts of it. And, you know, listen, I'm a parent of a 17-year-old <laughs> now and a 14 year old and there are moments where it is so beyond painful you think you're just going to pull your hair out and or kill someone in the process but then there's those moments where they look at you and they say a oh, mommy i love you and give you the biggest hug and kiss and that's that's why i'm a parent that is why it is those moments that make it so worth it it's the same thing here yeah <laughs> i think it's it's um it's interesting that you bring that up is because um at the end of the day uh, and i yeah, i don't mean to get too philosophical or spiritual but i guess you have to because uh i think from the outside looking at business and looking at people who've done these amazing things in the food industry like you in the past and is what you're doing now even it's easy for for others who are getting into the space to be very um kind of uh, enamored by all the um, the success and uh, the growth and forget that it is real people behind all that and these real people have uh, real lives and they have real ups and downs and you may be a very successful CEO with an amazing resume but it doesn't mean you're not human. And by virtue of being human, you're going to be um, sort of at the mercy of ups and downs of, of your personal life, as well as ups and downs of running a business. Because all businesses, no matter how successful someone is in the end uh, or along the way, is is going to go through the ups and downs that we face even in our personal lives. So given you've gotten through all of that to where you are now, obviously a much uh, more seasoned, mature um, entrepreneur and leader, do you think you have a better sense of your, you know, I know we're using pain and joy as the, <laughs> a lot over here today, but <laughs> your pain threshold when it comes to your business. So for example, do you know when you're pushing too hard and you need to take a step back? Um, what have you learned that, you know, maybe others can take something away from? 
What a great question. Yeah. I mean, if if I don't realize it, believe me, my husband and my kids <laughs> will tell me right away. I you know, I can I can feel it when I start to go on overdrive. I have it's almost like it clicks over and I start to completely lose patience. And I'm try I feel myself trying to control things. Mm. And in those moments. I either take a breath and start again, or I've even said to people, I actually just said to Apollo, our co-founder and chief innovation officer, I can't remember the topic we were talking about. No, it had to do with a, with a fundraise that we're working on. And I, I hit that point and I said, Apollo, I have to tell you, I actually need to get off the phone and takes a little bit of time right now because I'm overreacting and I can feel myself overreacting. And that just gave me, you know, it took like five minutes. I chilled out and I was able to come back with to the conversation much more level-headed. And when it level-headed is a word that's overused so much, but what I mean by that is I was able to connect back in to the moment of the conversation and not be in my head mm. and and it helped us to have a much better outcome because quite frankly i was able to truly listen and hear him and paulo is such an amazing partner for me because he we challenge each other in so many ways and so many beautiful ways actually and even when i'm on the phone with him and we're not agreeing in the moment there's so many times that I will get off the phone, I'll sit, I'll breathe, I'll think or even sleep on it. And I come out the next morning, I'm like, you know what, that was a really good point. And I didn't realize it in that moment. So I'm saying this to say I give myself the space and the patience to know I don't have to solve it immediately. I can take a breath and take some time and figure it out. Yeah, I mean, that just takes uh, experience, I think. Um, but, you know, for someone who's uh, probably just starting out to hear that is is so important because um, I think when you have a plan and when you have um, a business and employees and money and uh, all of that on the line, it's very easy to get just just yeah. caught up in the in the grinding of it. And, you know, there's so much emphasis also placed on you're an entrepreneur, you've got to hustle, you've got to keep grinding it out, you've got to keep pushing. And we, we almost celebrate the stories of entrepreneurs who work 18, 20 hours a day and don't sleep. Uh, I know that's culture is slowly starting to change a little bit. But yeah, um, I think it's <laughs> yeah and, I, and partly because, you know, you have entrepreneurs like you, yourself who've come out there and been very transparent about uh, the the light and the joy of entrepreneurship, but also the dark side of it, which is the things that make us good as building businesses and creating things from nothing uh, and then turning that into successful ventures is also the thing that eventually can wear us out. Um, yes, absolutely. And I think to your point, what's really good right now is more people are willing to talk about it when I came out with with my book, um, uh, Killing an Entrepreneur's Guide to Keeping Your Head Without Losing Your Heart, I had written that after being uh, running a 
uh, Center for Entrepreneurial Studies over at the Stanford Graduate School of Business because I was meeting with so many entrepreneurs and, you know, these kids were so brilliant with unbelievable experience, but yet there was no one understood how much pain you go through as part of it. And I said to myself, my God, you know, these guys are setting themselves up to go into it and just get hammered over the head without even completely realizing it. And I said, we've got to talk about this. The media wasn't talking about it. Entrepreneurs weren't talking about it. Professors weren't even talking about it. We had to start that conversation. And it just helps people to know, and I've gotten so many comments back from the book, like, thank you. I, I felt like I was crazy. Hmm. And we got to understand that that's the culture that we've created around this for people to stand up to say, hey, I'm going through a hard time right now and I need, and I need support, whether that be fan, through family and friends. But also I've realized now, especially in the partners, the people that I've partnered up with um, from investors to board members to teammates, I've taken, we, we have a culture of vulnerability where we talk about these things and we support each other. And if people can't, um, if people can't embrace that kind of culture, rebels, they're not, not the right place. Mm-hmm. So, and I'm really clear on that now. Yeah. So let's talk about Rebel. I mean, it sounds like um, you're very intentional about how you want to run this business and grow it. Uh, for the listener that for maybe doesn't know Rebel like I do, because I love the product. <laughs> um, <laughs> what do you, how do you what is what is Rebel and how would you describe that to someone? So Rebel is an organic super herb beverage. And Apollo Hawken, who is our chief innovation officer, as I mentioned, and he really curates and creates these beautiful beverages. And what's so beautiful about them is that they're incredibly healthy. And at the same time, Paolo is an artist and he knows the importance of it, of it being a beverage and it has to taste good. Um, and it's incredible to me to this day, how many people going into the food and beverage industry don't really embrace the fact that this is food. It's something that's going into your body. And food is not just an experience that your body is processing, but it is for all of the senses. And so the so Rebel drinks are so incredibly delicious, which is the main reason why I said this product, when I saw this company, I'm like, this product is going to kill it mm-hmm. because Paolo understands that magic. And the other thing that's really wonderful about Revel is that we have these super herbs and they're herbs such as many people are familiar with turmeric, um, but there's also ashwagandha, which is called an adaptogen. And what an herb, herb adaptogen is, is it literally helps your body to address a address stress. So if you're overstressed, it will calm you down. If you're under stress, it will actually give you energy. So literally adaptogens are known to help your body to adapt your individual body so that you come to your own homeostasis. And so here's something, these herbs have been around for the millennia, but it's something that we as Americans are just 
starting to really understand and embrace. And so one of the philosophies that Paulo has that I love is he says, we have one foot in the known and one foot in the unknown. And that's our innovation philosophy. So people know coconut milk. Mm -hmm. People know, you know, we have one, uh, one of our flavors is called Rishi chocolate. Mm -hmm. People know what chocolate tastes like and how delicious it is. What they might know, not know is the herbs. And so by bringing them into our brand, we're allowing them to be able to, or providing them the experience of learning something new as they as they learn more and more about the brands and the benefits to their body. So that's we we make the beverage very accessible so people can really start to embrace an enjoyment of really quite frankly at the end of the day the beauty of plants, the wisdom of the plant queendom. Yeah, you know, in fact, I'm glad you mentioned the Rishi chocolate that I, I actually had a Rishi chocolate last night. Um, I'm not kidding when I say I'm a fan of your products. Um, what I love, about, I'm a big fan of functional foods in general. And, uh, you know, your ashwagandha, your Rishi chocolate, your dark chocolate protein. Uh, I, yeah, I use them all in different circumstances, but because um, Rishi chocolate is usually at night. Um, because I've, I've done a lot of research into the, the the benefits of reishi mushrooms and how they can kind of bring you down after a pretty um, stressful day. And mixed with chocolate, that's just perfect. I used to make a drink like that on my own. And when Rebel came to the market, I was like, well, that's perfect. I don't have to waste time trying to mix something. And this tastes way better. So I'm not just saying that because I'm talking to you. People who know me know I like the product a lot. So um I'm happy to 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 kind of tout the benefits of it and the taste most importantly. Yeah, thank you so much. We're so proud of it and we just we feel so proud every day you know feeling like we're helping people to have a healing re regimen but also just again just purely have the enjoyment of enjoying a drink that tastes really really good. Yeah, I mean, and so how do you, you know how uh, one thing I've always wondered is because, you know, I don't think everyone's necessarily like me who who does research into things like Rishi and Ashwagandha. So how were you able to kind of um, communicate to your end consumer uh, why they needed a product like that? And, you know, what, did you have to put a lot of effort into that or was there already a market for something like this? Yeah, it's a good question. And people are still understanding what super herbs and especially adaptogens because it's such new language are all about and you know paulo made when he started the company made the bold move of actually calling out the herb on the package so again mm -hmm. uh, rishi cold brew is one of our products and what's rishi no one knew what rishi was that's amazing that you know and i'm so excited because you're definitely a hardcore <laughs> um but our Philosophy, again, is that if we can melt, welcome people in through a lot of different doorways, they will then begin, begin to discover more about the product. So, uh, you know, again, philosophically, making sure that the product tastes good, really good, that gets people in the door. When they look at the label and they see how clean the ingredients are, and Paolo is just exceptionally uh, focused on that. So we don't, for example, 
use carrageens or other thickeners that help make, make quite frankly, coconut milk easier to work with because it won't separate mm -hmm. uh, if, you, if you do that. But for us, there is no way we would put that into our product. So if people are looking for a clean label, they'll see that. If they're looking for coconut milk, they'll see that. And it was interesting because we actually um, did some research and, it, um, and what we had found was that People do come from multitude of doorways. Another thing could be looking for protein for our protein papers. And uh, historically, having been around the block for a long time, there was always there's always been a philosophy that you got to find the one thing that you talk about because people are going to come in if they understand what it is. And that had always been my philosophy, and it still is to a certain extent. But to see a brand that has so many people coming in through so many different ways, like a light bulb clicked to me that said, there is something special about this and we need to make sure that we can continue to create these all these ways for people to come in because as they come in, then we, they keep learning more. So again, it goes back to our philosophy of one foot in the known and one foot in the unknown. If people don't necessarily know what the herbs are, but we can bring them in through other ways, Mm -hmm. then they'll come to embrace what the brand is all about and how, how holistic it is. I don't know if that fully answers your question. No, it kind of does, actually, because now that I think of all your products, they, you know, you take the herb out of it, for example, um, and say someone doesn't know what ashwagandha is, the, the product is still a chai product that tastes pretty good. Um, so the fact that it is ashwagandha chai just maybe adds on to it. So even if you don't have any clue what that is and what that help, how that helps you in some way, uh, you would still try it because, you know, it tastes like chai or for that matter, the protein drink, as you pointed out, you will try it because you want something that's a protein beverage. It just so also happens to have, uh, reishi or something else in it that, that makes it taste even better or vanilla as a flavor that makes it taste good. So yeah, I never thought of it that way that you've got the perfect, a mix of ingredients that pulls people in on the things that they are looking for, but then introduces them to something that they may have not heard of. Um, un unless they're like me who know, who, who I assume, I think I know everything, but I don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, and the, the good news also is so many more people are realizing just in general, how good these herbs are for you. I mean, turmeric mm -hmm. now definitely just, completely hit, hit its stride and these in products with herbs are starting to, to come in throughout the store. When we introduced Rebel, you, you didn't really find herbs in any other place, but supplements. So we were the first to introduce it into a beverage. And as more people look for it in more product categories, more food and beverage categories, it's going to start to build on itself and people are going to learn and they're going to talk about it. The, the press is going crazy over it. So it's been a real interesting experience just to see how quickly all of a sudden this started to t hit a tipping point. Right. And I can see as a business person looking in, whether it's an investor or uh, a partner looking at your range of products, um, now that you described it that way, I kind of understand it better. Uh, seeing your range of products and saying, you know, you're sitting at the intersection of so many different trends. You have clean, a completely clean label. You've got uh, ingredients that are popular for different reasons. So you've got the chai trend, you've got the 
protein never goes out of style. People always are looking for more protein. Uh, and then you've got chocolate and flavors and vanilla and uh, other things in there. And then, of course, on top of that, you've got these, uh, if you read any um, research that has been done in the last few years or the popular press even around health and wellness, herbs and um, medicinal mushrooms and others are, are suddenly getting even more popular because of their various functional benefits. So I can see from a from a business standpoint too, why you're kind of touch on various trends. So you're not, you know, you're not just riding one wave and you're not just trying to be the protein beverage or the, the kind of healthy beverage. You're kind of tacking, tackling all of that together. Well, and another thing is that, you know, there's been, it's over time people have talked about functional drinks and, you know, to, to me, there's been this evolution from what started in the very beginning, things like and these brands still sell very well, brands like Red Bull and Gatorade, where there was a function, but mm -hmm. it was a function that was also made from artificial ingredients. And then we, I, we moved to kind of the next phase of functional, which to me was things like um, naked juice and Adwala, where it was more in Suja, it was, it was more about overall wellness. Mm -hmm. And I think we're now moving into a new phase, which is natural functional beverages. So again, Rebel's functional because of the plants themselves. It's nothing, uh, it's nothing beyond that that's added. It's purely functional and truly works for your body. Add to it customized nutrition, personalized nutrition. So now we're moving into a phase which I call generation now, which is natural functionality. And it's from purely the plant ingredients themselves, mm -hmm. which is driving the functionality, whether it be the herbs or the fat, the good fats in coconut milk, it's that's where you're getting the benefit right from the food itself versus anything artificial that's added. Um, in addition to that, I think what I, I had always been so interested in when I joined Rebel is the fact that I've heard about customized nutrition forever, personalized nutrition, and there's starting to be more and more companies that are figuring that out. However, Rebel is just naturally that way. It naturally adjusts to your body. Mm. That is something that's very Interesting. So the, again, there's so many intersections of this thing that I, I get when I joined the company, I was like, my God, I, it, this is really, this is a very special mix. And now, <laughs> now the pressure's on to make sure that we can continue to deliver against that. Yeah. So, I mean, are your, is your focus going to be most if largely on beverages um, in the short term? What's, where do you see this kind of evolving? I know it's still fairly early on in your evolution as a company, um, but can you give us a sense of whether you're going to stay within beverages? Do you have plans to go beyond that? So for the foreseeable future, we will stay in beverages. And something important is, and again, another thing that drew me to Rebel was that Rebel stands for so much more than that. And, it, you know, it's, it's when you think of the Rebel and the mm -hmm. the person out there who's making a difference, living on their terms and really creating change in the world and the change that they want to see, I mean, that notion is just embedded in the name itself. And at the same time, it stands for roots, extracts, berries, barks, and leaves, what's in the product. Mm -hmm. And to us, 
that brand halo is a beautiful opportunity. It goes, it could go way beyond that. Now, whether or not we choose to go beyond that, you know, we'll see what the future holds. But right now, we have so much opportunity out there just what we, in what we're doing in beverages right now. And I think that's something that uh, it's really hard for us as entrepreneurs because we get so excited about so many ideas and everyone will throw out a new idea as to where you should go next. Why don't you create a bar? <laughs> Why don't you create, you know, a, a meal kit? Whatever it may be. And it's hard to resist that and to really stand your ground and say, hey, this is what we're doing right now. We need to make sure that we're maximizing this opportunity and not be distracted by all the shiny objects <laughs> out there. It's really hard to do. Yeah, and you know, if you think of beverages itself, I mean, it is uh, it's such a such a huge and imp important category. And with the uh, larger shifts happening, as people start to um, better understand the dangers of processed sugars and people moving away from soda, they're they're jumping onto new beverages, and that's maybe in some ways explain the rise of kombucha. Um, but you're in that yeah. in interesting in between category where you kind of could be a, looked upon as being a smoothie, but it is not really a smoothie. Um, <laughs> but it sits in between, you know, when someone just wants to grab a drink um, at any given time of the day, um, you can you can turn to something like Rebel, which is, I think makes you very, um, <laughs> weirdly, uh, your, your brand and your product can adapt to pre a person's situation in their life uh, in terms oh, of what they're nice. looking I for. Like that. I'm going to... I'm going to use that. That's really helpful <laughs> for people to understand the brand. Yeah, you know, that's what's amazing that we're finding is uh, we've been doing some research. People are using it for breakfast. They're using it as a snack. They're using it pre and post workout. I was talking to a woman the other day who has a rebel with her salad for dinner and then wakes up the next morning and has it for breakfast. It's amazing. It's so versatile for all these situations. So, mm -hmm. yeah, it's really, it's just amazing to me. It's so cool to see. Yeah. And, you know, so uh, one more thing I do want to talk about, which is important, which I think a lot of people may not know. Um, I know it's slightly deviating from the, I can talk about the product all day, which which we can't because we don't have all day. Um, but, you know, deviating a bit from the product, but even the, the, the cause behind it. And many people who, I didn't know this initially when I heard about Rebel, that it was actually a product started by a non-profit non called Not For Sale. Can you tell us a little bit more about that and the, the larger causes that Rebel supports? Yeah, so we were started by a nonprofit called Not For Sale. And Not For Sale's whole vision is to create a future without human trafficking. And for those of your listeners that may not be familiar with some of the data, the human trafficking, which includes the sex trade and the slave trade, is the fastest growing illegal industry in the world. It's amongst the top three alongside the drug trade and the illegal weapons trade, and it mostly impacts women and, and children. So Dave Bestone, who is the founder of Not For Sale, had pulled together a group of people, he called it the Montera Circle, and he wanted to address what was the human trafficking problem that was happening in the Peruvian Amazon. And so he invited the people who he thought were the greatest thought leaders that he knew. And there was an agronomist there, there were investor type people there, 
There, Jeremy Affelt, who is a major league baseball player, was mm-hmm. with the Giants. There was this hodgepodge of people, and he had stood in front of this room and said, okay, I'm going to split you all into the teams. And for the team that comes up with the best idea to address this issue, I'm going to find a way to fund it, which was a really bold statement that he made because he didn't know if anyone would even have a good idea. Mm -hmm. So the group that actually came up with this, the best idea was the baseball player and the agronomist. And they came up with this, this thought, why don't we make a smart tea? And and the idea behind it is that they would buy the, local herbs, which in this case was called cat's claw, mm. which is an herb adaptogen, and they would use it in a beverage. And in doing so would provide this indigenous community an ongoing source of, of economic prosperity. And as opposed to people coming in from Lima, buying their herbs and their other, their other ingredients, and then for nothing, and then selling them out of Lima for exorbitant prices, thus creating a slave trade. So that idea came up and they really, you know, it's a nonprofit trying to figure out how to do this. And about a year later, they found Paulo Hawken, who I had mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. our co-founder. And Paulo is just a genius beverage developer. He is the best by far. And he started creating, soulfully crafting this alchemy, which we now call Rebel. And what what has been so wonderful is that we still, at our core, at our heart, at our soul, is the work that we do to help to create a future without without human trafficking. And we do that through a couple ways. One is we give two and a half percent to the net sales for every from every bottle of Rebel, net profits, net sales, back to not for sale to do their work on rehabilitating people who have been, who are survivors of trafficking, whether that be through shelter, education, job, job training, et cetera. And, but that addresses the issue down the stream. So if we're going to create a future without trafficking, we have to address it up the stream. Mm -hmm. And to that end, we're sourcing ingredients from 26, over 26 countries around the 20, 26 countries around the world. And what we do is to help to make sure that the growers are getting supported for their livelihood, whether it be for a fair wage access to education, access to healthcare, to water, all of these things are essential to help people to not be vulnerable to trafficking to begin with. So we address the issue up the stream and down the stream. And do you know how powerful it is to every single one of us that works at Rebel to know we walk in every day and we're fighting human trafficking? That is so friggin' powerful. It's beyond belief. Yeah, I mean that that at the end of the day, that's what people want to work for something that is bigger than them and just bigger than just selling a beverage. There's a reason behind it, and that why is just it's just amazing. And to add to it, you are a, a plant based beverage, and by of course supporting, we talk a lot about that on this podcast by supporting um, the growth in the plant based food space overall. You are not just um, providing something that's healthier that people want, but you're also now supporting uh, this growing new food system that is dependent on products and source and ingredients that are going to uh, bring us to a better place years from now uh, when we have even more people on this planet than we have today. So on all fronts, it just seems like 
uh, Rebels kind of involved with the right things. Um, and of course, as I said numerous times, the product itself or your products itself are pretty good, uh, which at the end of the day, day is, is the most important thing to, to start off with. Uh, so looking at, you know, let's talk a little bit as we start to wind down a little bit uh, about the future, um, thinking about what kind of impact you want Rebel to have. If you almost have to sit back and think about your measures or your kind of um, KPIs, really, you would say those would be everything from, uh, of course, the sales of your product. You are able to impact consumer health by doing by making more people consume your product. But you also have the impact you're having on um, human trafficking. You're uh, also impacting the planet. You're also helping growers across 26 countries, as you as you mentioned. Um, as as a CEO of, of a company that's that seems to have this broad mission. Um, and is the mission is in the bottle, the mission is uh, in the ingredients and the way they make it into the bottle, and then, of course, the mission also is carried through with the net sales of the product um, that go to this nonprofit. As a CEO, how do you sort of um, think about all that? Because I know you've been very involved with, um, with purpose-driven businesses for a while now, even before Rebel. Um, that's what initially drew you into Cliff Bar, um, but now looking ahead, the role that you're in right now and this amazing opportunity you have through Rebel to make an impact in the world, when you talk to investors, when you talk to um, business partners, what is the story you tell of, of the kind of impact you hope to have in the years ahead? Yeah, well, you know, at the end of the day, it's going back to values. We talk about a lot that it's all grounded in love. And actually, I'm now the CEO and chief love officer of the company. <laughs> and I see that because what is so important for us is keeping in mind that where we were born, essence of the company came out of a love for human beings that are suffering. And how can we do something about their suffering? And for me, I take that to you know, how are, how do we make sure that everything we support is touched by love? So when we're talking about the planet, that is part of a bottom line for us is how we are doing our best to nurture this planet so that we can all have a planet to live on in the future. And we can't do it alone. It has to be in a huge community, including business and government. But my God, we're going to make sure that we play our play a role in, in all of that. And by the way, you know, that obviously impacts humans in so many ways in terms of health and also in terms of people and our growers, because if they can't work their land, then they don't have a livelihood and they're vulnerable to trafficking. So I say that to say it's all connected. It's kind of is like an ecosystem. So mm -hmm. we have how we're treating the planet, how we're treating the, the stakeholders in our business, how we're treating our team. And to at the end of the day, if we're not nurturing our team, the whole thing falls apart. Our team needs to understand with passion what we stand for and how they're personally connected to what we do. And that's something that we talk about a lot is, what is your essence? Why are you at Rebel? And how does that connect into 
what we're doing and how can we use that energy to make this company even better? So it's the planet. So it's people. So it's our team. So it's our community of people that are loving the, the Revel drinks. And also importantly, and we can't forget this as purpose-driven businesses, the business has to be financially strong and viable because that is our lifeblood that makes this whole thing happen. We can't do any of this stuff if we don't have a strong if we don't have a strong business behind it. So these are all bottom lines for us. And we when we bring investors into the company, they have to be wanting to sign on with passion to all of that because we will not walk away from it. Mm-hmm. It's what this brand is about. And you can't take it out of it. It is our DNA. It is our essence. Uh, that was beautifully said. I think, you know, that sums up what I think a lot of people struggle to understand when we talk about purpose-driven businesses is how they all kind of intersect with each other. And of course, the bottom line financially is a crucial part of it because money is really just the the energy flow that will power the rest of it. And of course, if you are successful as a company, you're going to make an impact on the the growers as well as the causes that you support and of course your stakeholders, including your employees. So, you know, that's an important part. And I think in fact, going back to how we started today's discussion with your background and, and the journey that you've been through, I kind of I was gonna ask you earlier what makes you get up and do this every day uh, after you've been through this this crazy journey as uh, an entrepreneur with so many different companies. Um, and I think I kind of get the answer now is that you don't, you kind of, you don't, the reason you're doing this today is not because you have to, is because you want to. And, and at the end of the day, I think if, um, I, I'm sure if your employees ask themselves that same question is, do we really want to do this versus do we have to? And I guess if they have to, they should probably just get any job. But if they want to be part of something like this, then then Rebel is the company, I suppose. Yeah, and there's, there are a lot, there's a lot of companies out there. And if it, for everyone, there's a space I, it, it, to search for what really feels like it matches who you are. And again, using that word essence, who your essence is. And in in everything we stand for at Rebel, one of the powerful things is making it so clear that when people join, they understand what they're joining and they understand why that they're joining it. And I, I have never really experienced so much of bringing new people into our company because we've hired, we had hired a lot recently and feeling like there was such a resonance with people in terms of what the company is about, what they want to be about as people, and also experience, a deep amount of experience there. And again, this is such a beautiful time as companies because, hey, when I was at Cliff Bar, when I was at even at Plum, there were a lot of people that had a lot of passion but didn't have a lot of experience. And because it was so new, it was such a new concept. And the beautiful thing now is we're hiring people is, my God, there's so many more people that have had experiences with all these wonderful companies that are out there. And it, that continues to add to it because it helps us to be able to scale and build something, but never, ever walk away from our principles. Yeah, that's so important. I've got one last question for you, Cheryl. Uh, Ask this of all my guests uh, who come on this show. Um, 
when you look ahead, um, say 30 years in the year 2050, um, and, and the reason I give, <laughs> I give the year 2050 only because we're going to be 10 billion people on this planet and we're either going to be in a great place or we're going to be in a terrible place. And the only way we're going to be in a great place or a better place is if we change our food system. It's one amongst the many things we can do to be in a better place. Um, so it's very relevant to this conversation and to the work that you're doing, obviously. Uh, when you look ahead at the food system, what is your vision of a good food system in the year 2050 if um, if we get it right, if if Rebel makes the impact that it's making and all the other companies and causes um, that are part of this ecosystem makes this positive impact, what kind of world do you want to see in the year 2050? So I think the, the word to me that is most powerful is regenerative. And uh, we're just starting to really begin to even understand what that word means. And for example, when we talk about regenerative, regenerative agriculture. So there's a lot more discussion on soil and regenerative soil and what it takes to make sure that the soil is not just healthy, but that it's thriving and it's in an environment that can help to make sure that it continues to be healthy in the long run, whether it be the type of biodiversity that, that's around it, whether it be the health of the people that are working the fields, all of this is so important, this whole ecosystem to support it in order to make sure that we can generate our, you know, our planet for the future and our people in the future. And it's, it's something that we have lost because we have forgotten how to think of things as an agricultural system. So biodiversity, I mean, we stripped it all away and we felt like that was the right thing to do to get more and more production out of this planet. But yet now we've gotten to the point where it's completely diminishing returns and things are going backwards. So really understanding what it means to regenerate, to work as an ecosystem. And I'm actually in a community about regenerative business that's facilitated by this woman, Carol Samford, who wrote a book called Regenerative Business. And the whole idea there is how do we start thinking differently about the way we do in business in general, which has caused a lot of these problems? How do we think about that we work in a living system? We don't work, a business is not a machine, a business is not in silos. There's ripple effects throughout. So if we can start going back to nature and what nature is all about and how nature works, we can start to create a more regenerative planet, regenerative people, regenerative businesses. Mm -hmm. So regenerative is the word for me. That's fascinating. I mean, I now I want to have another hour with you just to talk about regenerative business, but we'll have to do that some other time. So, uh, Cheryl, this has been this has been amazing. Thank you so much for going on this journey with me today. Um, and telling me all about not just Rebel, but uh, telling our listeners about your background and your your kind of plans for the future. I, I think it's very exciting. And you're part of this larger ecosystem of companies that are hopefully going to um, fix our very broken food system and put us in a better place um, 30 years from now, or maybe even sooner. Thank you so much. Such an honor to be on here. And just the questions you are asking are right on. These are the conversations we have to have. Thank you, Cheryl. You've been listening to Eat for the Planet with Nil Zacharias. If you enjoyed this conversation and would like to show your support, please subscribe to the show and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. 
To learn more about how Eat for the Planet can help your brand or organization develop the right strategy, implement scalable operations, and grow responsibly, visit EFTP.co. That's EFTP.co. Let's rise up to the challenge of transforming our food system. Thank you for listening. Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.